Compassion is my religion, and my purpose will always be love. I'm Neva Kochava. We are living in a time of change, and it's something that on some level is affecting everyone, in relationships, in finances, and in some it's mental and emotional, and it's affecting some as well on a physical level or just in life in general. We've all experienced what I call a forced change. Our way of life has changed. I understand that many of you are feeling overwhelmed and are struggling with the stresses of everyday life, and it's understandable. Change on any level can easily create uncertainty and a feeling of uneasiness, stress, and discord. If you're experiencing a lack of energy, a lack of focus, and it seems you're experiencing some loss in your vision for your goals and your dreams or desires, it's also understandable. And it occurred to me that it's possible that we may be dealing with a type of grief. When we think of grief, we can associate it to the loss of a loved one or something more along this line. And while this may be true, and some of you have had this experience, I also think it's possible to have a grief experience through other forms of loss as well, which is likely to happen during times of change. This may include the loss of a loved one, maybe it's a divorce, loss of friends or community, loss of income, loss of health, whether that's physical, emotional, or mental health, or how about the loss of a lifestyle we once knew. We can often feel the same type of grief and we may not even realize it. This is a completely normal process that we go through. And yet if we don't realize what we're experiencing, we can try to fix the feelings or the problem without understanding the cause. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross was a well-known psychiatrist who developed a theory or a model she referred to as the five stages of grief. I'd like to go over it with you to help you determine if this may be an underlying cause of some of your experiences. She claimed those experiencing grief go through a series of five emotions. It's denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. The first stage in this theory is denial because it helps us minimize the overwhelming pain of loss. As we process the reality of our loss, we are also trying to survive the emotional pain. Our reality has shifted completely in this moment of loss. It can take our minds some time to adjust to this new reality. We're reflecting on the experiences we've had, and we might find ourselves wondering how to move forward in life. Denial attempts to slow this process down and take us through it one step at a time, rather than risk the potential of feeling overwhelmed by our emotions. Denial is not just an attempt to pretend that the loss does not exist, but we're really trying to absorb and understand what is happening. 
Then there's anger. It's common to experience anger after any kind of loss. We're trying to adjust to a new reality and we're likely experiencing extreme emotional discomfort. There's so much to process that anger may feel like it allows us an emotional outlet. Keep in mind that anger doesn't require us to be very vulnerable. However, it tends to be more socially acceptable than admitting we're scared. Anger allows us to express emotions with less fear of judgment or rejection. Unfortunately, anger tends to be the first thing we feel when we start to release emotions related to loss. This can leave you feeling isolated in your experience and perceived as unapproachable by others in moments when we could benefit from comfort, connection, and reassurance. I'd like to add to this that anger in itself is not necessarily a negative thing because it can help us express ourselves and even move forward. But if we let it go unmanaged too long, our bodies tend to release more cortisol, which is a stress hormone, which can lead to a weakened immune system and can contribute to other unhealthy outcomes. So it's important to take steps toward learning and using healthy anger management techniques in your daily life, along with stress management techniques such as meditation or something as simple as managing your breath. Intentional deep breaths go a long way. Let's take a deep breath right now. Just breathe in and let it go. It's so much better. After anger, there's what Kubler-Ross calls bargaining. When coping with loss, it isn't unusual to feel desperate and that we're willing to do almost anything to alleviate or minimize the pain and the feeling of being overwhelmed. It can cause us to consider any way we can to avoid the current pain or the pain we're anticipating from loss. There are many ways we may try to bargain. When bargaining starts to take place, we're often directing our request to a higher power or something bigger than we are that may be able to influence a different outcome. There is an acute awareness of our humanness in these moments when we realize there is nothing we can do to influence the change or a better end result. For example, COVID-19, the loss of a loved one, or the shutdown. This alone has impacted so many people and it has created a forced change. This feeling of helplessness can cause us to react in protest by bargaining, which gives us a perceived sense of control over something that feels so out of control. While bargaining, we also tend to focus on our personal faults or regrets. We can also tend to make the drastic assumption that if things had played out differently, we wouldn't be in such an emotionally painful place in our lives. 
My practice with this is to simply begin to become aware of the thoughts you're having and just acknowledge them without any judgment. Once you've done this, you can determine how they're making you feel. If they aren't supporting you, try letting them pass through and then just let them go. Allow yourself to be in the moment and remind yourself that it's part of the process and it's okay. Everything will be alright and you're going through the moment regardless of what it looks like. Just keep going. The next phase is depression. During our experience of processing grief, there comes a time when our imagination calms down and we slowly start to look at the reality of our present situation. Bargaining no longer feels like an option and we're faced with what's happening. We start to feel the loss more abundantly. As our panic begins to subside, the emotional fog begins to clear and the loss feels more present and unavoidable. In those moments, we tend to pull inward as the sadness grows. We might find ourselves retreating, being less sociable and reaching out less to others about what we're going through. Although this is a very natural stage of grief, dealing with depression after the loss of any kind can be extremely isolating. Depression is becoming a major struggle with so many people today. You may be experiencing changes in your mood like anxiety, disconnect, guilt, hopelessness, or a loss of interest, sometimes mood swings. Our behavior can become irritable, our sleep patterns can change, energy levels drop as well as our sense of self-esteem. Habits can change and very often we find we're repeatedly going over thoughts. Sometimes thoughts of suicide are present. It's so important to recognize any of these struggles and to know, first of all, that you're not alone. There's nothing wrong with you. You're having an experience and it's okay not to be okay. Life presents issues and difficulties that are beyond our control sometimes, and it's not always easy. But your life experiences don't define you. If you will give yourself some space to allow the process to bring you through, you may be surprised to discover your true amazement in your resilience and in your brilliance. Don't give up and don't despair. Brighter days are coming for you and they're closer than you know. The next phase is described as acceptance. When we come to a place of acceptance, it's not that we no longer feel the pain or the overwhelming sense of loss of whatever it is. However, we're no longer resisting the reality of our situation and we're not struggling to make it something different. Sadness and regret can still be present in this phase, but the emotional survival tactics of denial, bargaining, anger and depression are less likely to be present. 
it does get better. I think one of the keys in this process is first self-acceptance. Without realizing it, sometimes in the midst of all of our mixed emotions throughout denial, anger, bargaining, and depression, we lose sight of ourselves, especially when we're experiencing regret, guilt, or shame, disconnect, and hopelessness. Oftentimes, that can turn into self-blaming or a kind of introspective thought process that puts an unjust burden on ourselves. Just let it go. And let's take another nice deep breath. Start to accept yourself right where you are. It's not your fault and regardless of the circumstances, I believe you have done the best you can. As soon as you can accept yourself, you'll find it easier to accept the circumstances with which you're facing. Remember, there is no right, wrong, good or bad, only perceptions. Tune into your heart because your heart knows and will never misguide you. I think of the text that reads, when you know the truth, and I'm talking about the truth in your heart. When you know the truth, the truth will make you free. Your truth is within you, not in your circumstances, not in others. It's in you. Regardless of the changes, keep your hope and faith in what matters the most. What matters the most? It's you. Believe in yourself and know that everything always, always works out for you. I know it will because, as always, I believe in you. Until next time, Shalom.